the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. And that is the difference. Virginia law requires all voters to provide either an acceptable form of ID or sign an ID confirmation statement. Virginia ID requirements also apply to early voters, and they vote to absentee ballots and ballot voters. New Jersey, no, because it's a Democrat mafia state like Illinois. You just show up, give a name, and walk in. Oh, and you, and you, I guess they say your your signature, at least in Elmwood Park. I don't. I won't vote there again because I don't live here anymore. But it, you have to. It has to almost match. And they hire a wonderful woman who couldn't see numbers if I held a microscope to her face and lit the back of the page with a flashlight. Still couldn't see the numbers. They say it's okay, and it's that simple. Not to mention there was also a little something, little uptick. In, you know, those volunteers called poll watchers. In fact, there were more poll watchers in Virginia than during the election. And the rules were different. And do you know why? Because after the election, a year ago, it's a year ago today. Can you imagine this? A year ago today, greatest theft in American history. A year ago today, how much things were better. This is, in fact, it was a year ago today you were paying $1.79, $1.85 a gallon. Yeah, that's all different now. Virginia voters casting early ballots may notice some extra people inside polling places this year. The Republican Party in particular is deploying hundreds of poll watchers. Many are volunteers still raising questions about the 2020 election. Northern Virginia Bureau Chief Julie Carey takes a look at the intense effort and its goals. For several hours this week, Warren Jenkins kept an eagle eye on Loudoun County's ballot drop box. I'm watching people come. Are they putting one, two, three, four? How many ballots are they uh, depositing? And, uh, and at the end of the day, we'll count those and see if they match up with what I see. The retired business owner is one of hundreds, maybe volunteers recruited by local GOP watch over the 2021 election. While poll watchers have been around for years on election day, their presence at early voting sites is something new, born out of the unproven suspicions that there were irregularities in last year's election. We created an election integrity team after the election last year, not to look at 2020, but to look at processes to make sure that uh, you know everything was going in accordance to both the law and the policies that are set out. In Loudoun. Now, what set me off on this was that today, our very own husband of a very plump lobbyist, Little Dick Durbin, used his time on the floor of the Senate to use the 
slaughter in Virginia as evidence there was no cheating in 2020. And I say, oh, not so fast, little dick. Durbin, not so fast. In fact, what I say to you is, it is because Virginia has a voter ID requirement and they had more poll watchers. That was the difference. And New Jersey, probably they're Republican, won by more. Probably won by more. But because New Jersey is a Democrat mafia stronghold, very, very thick in New Jersey, they'll be able to hold that seat from the looks of things. And in there lies the difference. So this isn't evidence that there wasn't cheating in 2020. This is evidence that if you want an election, guess what you have to do? You've got to demand one. You've got to put barriers in place of cheaters. And you've got to say, not on my watch. That's how you do it. And you get the volunteers and the poll watchers. And they say, what are you doing? And all of it. Because the fact of the matter is, there will be, there has been, there will always be people who are looking to leverage these elections because these elections carry a lot of weight, a lot of weight. And the issues are the same. The people in, in this country do not like to fail for the most part. There are some people that are oblivious. There are some people that are covetous. There are inherently communists and Marxists walking around us. But those people who did not have the wherewithal to investigate exactly how powerful these positions are, yet lived through it in the last 10 months, they're sick and tired of it. The messages are very simple. Less government, more of my own money. Less demonizing Americans who fight for the principles of America. Right? What does it boil down to? It boils down to school choice. Boils down to taxes, and it boils down to law enforcement. What the hell has been going on? You now have a society that is taking the worst aspects of of political rulership in it, and they're saying, I got an idea. Let's take the same philosophies that destroyed California, that destroyed the sewer of Chicago, that destroyed New York and New Jersey, and let's make them nationwide. It's, It's refreshing to see that Virginia has enough people that don't want that to push it back. I think they were standing at the precipice. I think had they been Democrat, in fact, Northam tried to remove these voter ID laws just a year ago. So if they they could not have sustained another Democrat governor. So that's why when people came in today, they said, hey, what do you think? Does this mean Pritzker can be beat? No. No, it doesn't mean that. Because Illinois has successfully given up the principles of right and wrong. They have successfully given them up. So until you have these very same things in place, the Democrats will always be able to eke out, look at in, in New Jersey, oh, he's, he's got it by 1,100 votes. Sure, 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 the, the Republican was up, but just give us a little time, and we'll come up with the votes. It's easy to do when you don't have any voter ID laws. So don't be fooled by the little Dick Durbin's by the Democrats' spins, by the insistence that this is anything other than validating voters. That's all, and that's the reason he won. And until states adopt these principles, and until there is voter integrity, until we can verify and audit votes of legal people in this country voting, 
These Democrat mafia strongholds will always be what they are. I think it's refreshing and it's wonderful to see that Virginia was not too far gone. And hopefully, hopefully the rest of the country is not. But when you hear the excuses, when you hear exactly what's happening and the way that this is being spun, you realize the actual people in power, the Marxist mafia in control of the Democrat Party, they haven't learned a damn thing. Thank you, Mr. President. What should Democrats possibly do differently to avoid similar losses in November, especially as Republicans are now successfully running on culture war issues and false claims about critical race theory? See, now they said we are we we are successfully running on culture war issues. We're not running on culture war issues. If you hear what Youngkin ran on, it's really quite simple. From the farms of the Shenandoah Valley to the docks and shipyards of Hampton Roads to the coal fields in southwest Virginia to the banks of the James River to the memorials in Arlington National Cemetery. You know, this is really quite a speech for a guy that was never a politician. That sounded a lot like a politician, but he did work for the Carlisle Group. We're going to eliminate the grocery tax. Suspend the most recent hike in the gas tax. Double everybody's standard deduction. And we are going to cut taxes on the retirement income of our veterans. And he goes on to say about law enforcement, these are simple things. These are the things every American wants. Simple. I want the freedom to choose in every aspect of my life. I want the freedom to choose, whether it be school, whether it be health care, whatever it is. I want the freedom to choose. I also don't want to pay confiscatory taxes based on nonsense, whatever they be. Taxes on top of taxes on top of taxes. And above all, I want to be safe. I want you to do what the only job government has. Enforce the laws so the predators do not win in every instance. Simple. This has nothing to do with culture wars, unless... The culture is to get rid of those aspects we in America want. And that might very well be if you ask. You know what I also love about this clip? The Marxist propagandist hack pretending to be the reporter is more upset about the loss than diapers Biden. Granted, he doesn't have the oomph to get upset anymore, not without a shot of B12, little Viagra and some caffeine. However, she's clearly more exercised than he is. Well, I think we should produce for the American people. Look, one of the things that is important to understand, if uh, if they pass my legislation, we're going to be able to reduce the price. People are going to see a reduction in the price of the drugs they, they have to get because Medicare will be able to negotiate. Now, that's the same thing they said with Obamacare. And I don't know how many people are still dumb enough to believe a word that comes out of this professional whore's mouth. I don't know. If there's anybody left to believe that. But if there is some moron out there meandering around and says, you know what we need to do to get the cost down is give Joe Biden and the Democrat mafia more money. And somehow that'll bring the the prices down. You know, the prices that have gone up under their watch with their help, with their cooperation. So maybe there are enough dummies out there. I mean, after all, they have been educated in their school systems. And lower the price of drugs. If they pass my legislation, you're going to see that nobody and some of you who have children in, uh, in, in daycare or children in child care, you're paying up to $14,000 a year if you live here. You will never. Have- Only if you have a kid. 
Only if you have a kid. So what about the people that don't need the drug medicine? I don't, I, don't, I don't need any drugs. You need drugs? Maybe you need drugs. I don't know. I don't need drugs. So this is everybody's problem? And the kids are everybody's problem? To pay that much money if you live in Washington or wherever you live, they're more than 17% of your income. Oh, God. They're going to see that, uh, you know, they'll get tax breaks, uh, genuine tax breaks. If that's true. No, no, no. A tax break. Here, let's go through it again. You stupid son of a dog. A tax break goes to somebody who actually makes money. Giving people money that don't make money is welfare. Not a tax break. Welfare. That part of your economic Biden feudalism that you keep spewing, you're losing. You're losing people. So keep it up, stupid. This is actually a very good sign. This clip dropped about a minute and a half before the show started. This is a very, very good sign of Joe Biden's inability and the Democrat mafia's inability to understand what real people want. Not their useful idiots in their ghettos that keep sending them back to do the same thing as they live and wallow in the failure of Democrat policies. But the bulk of American people. To tell them I'm busy. <laughs> bad, bad joke. But anyway. But it's all the, you but, got, but, stupid. But the point is that... You know, we have to move and make it clear that what we've done is increasing their look. People, people need a little breathing room. See, what they've done has increased your life. That's what he was going to say before he caught himself in some moment of clarity, which gets to him about four times through the day. Most of them, he's on the toilet in that moment of clarity. He said, wait a minute, that's not true. In fact, every aspect of your life since he's usurped the presidency has been worse every cost you've had has been greater in fact your life under the biden regime unless you're in on the money-making mafia side of it sucks and in 10 months he managed to take a state that looked almost hopeless almost and turn it into a red state he almost was able even with the no voter ID laws and the mafia in full force from the union thugs to the municipal mafia in full force dragging old people out. Although I think now they got that Harvard ballasting where they just drive past an old people's home and put names on a ballot and they're all Democrats. Even with that, almost flipped New Jersey. The mafia's second favorite city next to Chicago. So keep it up, stupid. And in two years, you'll make this look like a good day for you. 312. 642-5600. It's almost funny how tone deaf. It's really almost funny. And they're, they're going to keep this up. There's no question in my mind. They're overwhelmed. And what happened was, uh, I think we have to just produce results for them. To change their standard of living and give them a little more breathing room. You, you keep going. Keep improving our standard of living, stupid. What's your message, though, for Democratic voters, especially black voters, who see Republicans running on race, education, lying about critical race theory, and they're worried that Democrats don't have an effective way to push back on that? She better hope. She better hope that the people she's been exploiting, the people she's been taking for granted, don't wake up and see the frauds that these Democrats are. She better hope that the minorities, that the people of sexual preference and all the rest of it who think one way rather than the reality, do not stand up one day and say, all I want is more freedom and liberty for myself and all I want is my, my own money. All I want is more of it. 
And all I want is you to have less control. Because when that day happens, you will stop using the word Democrat. When people wake up to what these roaches really are, this word will be a dirty word. Book it. Well, I think that uh, the whole answer is just to speak the truth, lay out where we are. Yeah, you've never spoke the truth in your miserable, rotten, useless life, you roach. Dan in Downers Grove. Sean, yes. Sean, nice win last night. I congratulate everybody from uh, Virginia and Jersey who can pull it off, hopefully so. But you got to remember, Sean, this is just a battle we won. There's still a lot more to go. That's what I mean. I don't, I don't even think Jersey we won, brother. I mean, New Jersey, you didn't win. But the only reason Virginia won, to me, is voter ID laws. Simple. But remember, cheating, stealing, and lying is a religion to them. And they'll do anything to keep it. Because they're the remember virtuous. That. They're the virtuous utopian Absolutely. statist. Yeah, I know how it goes. Thank you, Dan, for the call. Don in Bloomingdale. Sean, uh, you know, it's the best. Uh... I think we lost Don. What are you, on the NSA phone? Call back, Don. We missed you. Lost him. He's on the NSA phone. Look, um, I'm convinced. Long pause. That if you look at get it out everything man. from my view on criminal justice system <laughs> to my view on equal opportunity to my view on economic issues and all the things that I have and what I've been pushing. If you looked at all these things, there's no way 81 million people voted for this dummy. Of legislation, each of the elements are overwhelmingly popular. We have to speak to them, though. We have to speak to them and explain them. Look, I just think people are at a point, and it's understandable, where there's a whole lot of confusion. See, you didn't vote for the Democrat because you're confused. Keep sticking with that. It's like every loser that I ever met that's a Democrat. You keep your miserable life and telling people who are successful how to live. You keep doing it. See how that works out for you, loser. Harry, Ravenswood. Yeah, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, great program. Um, I just wanted to say I am thrilled at uh, what happened yesterday. Uh, it's a, a repudiation of everything that the Biden administration has done or attempted to do. Uh, the, 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 the destruction uh, on so many levels to this country, our, our economy, our freedoms, uh, it's, it's been absolutely abhorrent. And I'm just very grateful to the people who got, got out and voted yesterday in Virginia. I agree with and you. And the message they tried, to, they tried to send in, in Jersey. And um, I think that this is a real, going to be a real turning point for the people and for what the Democrats think they can or cannot accomplish. Yeah, from your mouth in, to uh, not, Odin's ears, big guy, God, whatever. Here's the thing. Yes, sir. I want to ask you a question. Do you think it could yes, have happened? Do you think it could have happened without voter ID laws? Doubtful. I I am very very suspicious. Uh, I have to be of uh, the previous presidential campaign. I have a friend of mine who worked on the audit in Maricopa County. Uh-huh. Um, so I know some things that I don't want to talk about. Sure. And uh, I uh, I am, uh, you know, when, when you think about it, seriously, think about it, and you think of all the Democrats that, that came to Virginia, Barack Obama and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris uh-huh. and 
that 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 vicious. Oh, do we have to cut him? What happened to Harry? Did you cut him off? Uh, Harry, I don't know what happened. Commercial break? All right, I got to go. I love that call. Harry, my favorite call. I don't know what happened to the phone lines. We'll be back after this with Square Toes, Jim. All right, so the more I get talking to this Square Toe Jim Minardi, he's been a Republican campaign strategist since 2012, Jim? Correct. And you've, you've worked, where are the states you've mainly worked? Uh, mainly Illinois and New Jersey. So you're a Republican campaign strategist in Illinois and New Jersey. Why do I feel like I'm buying a book from someone on how to pick up chicks who's a virgin? Well, you know. How are you going to tell us how to win? Just don't, uh, don't do what uh, the campaigns that I worked on did. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. All right, so go ahead. So, so give us a little, uh, a little insight. Is it what I say it is, that there are not enough people in on the Marxist mafia, that there are still some people in states that have voter ID laws that can push it back, as opposed to what we're seeing in New Jersey, where I believe he probably would have won or did win by the same numbers, if not bigger, but because of the lack of voter integrity, now you've opened the door for skullduggery. Voter ID law isn't isn't an issue for for New Jersey or Illinois. Look, I I would love voter ID across the country. You don't think voter ID law is an issue for Illinois? The reality is the make of states. Illinois is a blue state. New Jersey is a blue state. But wait a minute, that, 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 not so fast. You're not going to get away with that on my show here. So now there's really two counties that the Democrats control. Cole yes, and DuPage. The rest of Illinois. I mean, you got that guy, Darren, who's a wonderful guy. I've interviewed him on the show. What's Darren what? Bailey, yes. Darren Bailey, wonderful guy. Terrible sit-up guy. Can't do a sit-up to save his soul, but great politician, Republican. And uh, he really is representative of 80% of Illinois. Correct. So how do the two counties negate 80% of the state? Population density. And you're saying you don't think, in your opinion, that the, that the Cook County... Uh, Queen of Heaven base that is the Democrat Party is not a problem. Oh no, it is a problem. Oh, all right, maybe I got you wrong. In in my opinion, in my opinion, uh, get out of of states like New Jersey and Illinois. Okay, leave. All right, yeah. But if you want to know what's going on in New Jersey right now, yeah. what's going the, on? the reality is, first of all, it's interesting. the The uh, state Senate leader in New Jersey could lose to a candidate that has spent. $153 on his campaign. The man who's been in the second most powerful man in New Jersey for 12 years could lose to a Republican that spent $153 on the state Senate campaign in New Jersey. Really? Yes. Well, they should put that guy in charge of the budget. You want to get that state back in line. So there is some good news in, in New Jersey. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's one, it is wonderful. But now, in your opinion, from what you're seeing overnight, right? I mean, you got right. it right here. What separates them is... I mean, if my calculation is correct, what do you got, 12,000 votes, give or take? Yeah. yeah. I'm better at math than you, but yeah, 12,000 yeah. votes. So what do you think is going to, I mean, the, the problem I have is this. We cannot audit states that do not have voter ID laws. There's no integrity in the vote if there's no way for me to audit it. This has been something right. I've been saying for 20 years. Look, if I can't prove it, right. you can't prove it to me, I have to go on faith of the piece but, people who are least trustworthy in the nation the biggest issue right now when it comes to voter id laws is that the conflict you have is well how are you gonna get the funding for it right the easiest way to get voter id at an at a national level across the country would be for congress to allocate the funds of the states and say hey 
for the folks that cannot afford voter ID. We already this have the that, money. though. Everybody has an ID. They're, IDs are provided to Not poor people at no cost. I mean, how does Walgreens afford uh, the, the, the way to check uh, their ID before they sell them booze? How, I mean, if you're an adult in this country and you don't have an ID, you're a moron. You're a moron or you're a liar. I don't necessarily disagree. Right. So you know, right. I, I can't think of anybody in any income level that doesn't have a form of ID. This is a this to me is a is a is a red herring is a is a is a false argument. It's a it's a it's it's a it's a talking point that we as adults in this country, if we, if we want to do what Virginia did, and I do, right, I do, I still own property here, right? right. I still got my wife's family here. I'd like to see it have a chance to turn around. So that's my thing, and you know I think that's step one. And then from that are the issues, right. and that's kind of where you come into play. So how does a guy who puts one hundred and fifty three dollars in uh, in his campaign, which I'm assuming was the fee, right? I, 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 Apparently, out of the hundred fifty three dollars, sixty six dollars was spent at, at uh, Dunkin' Donuts for this this state well, this Senate candidate in New Jersey who's going to uh, topple the uh, Senate uh, leader. Yes, correct. Well, here's the here's the other thing. Then obviously, what you're pointing to is the fact that anybody with a D next to their name has been identified and been hooked to. Diapers Biden right. and the Marxist mafia right. and the people in total don't want that. And that now is enough for a Republican wave to go all the way to 24 and hoping that the Republicans recognize what really won this race in Virginia was somebody who had never been a politician. And that is the upset formula. That is the formula that Americans want. We do not want professional swindlers whose wives are portly and lobbyists. I agree. But. The real truth is Republicans listen to the parents. It's not about Trump's message. It's, it's not about the deep state or, or 2020. Let's move on. Okay. In Virginia, Glenn Youngkin listened to the parents. He took the issues that parents care about from McAuliffe to stand out there and say, parents don't have the right. Yeah. To be in charge of their child's education. Look, I'm not a parent. I know quite a few parents. You don't tell a parent that. Yeah. No. I. I well. I, listen. I agree. But I also. I also think there was momentum prior to that massive blunder. Yes. That there and the momentum was because you had Glenn Youngkin, who had not only been on CNBC as an analyst. He's part of, uh, for good or bad, the Carlisle Group. But right. what Glenn Youngkin is, is somebody who did not spend his life in politics. What I think people are sick of are these chameleons, these good-for-nothing professional liars, professional money raisers and money bundlers, becoming or, or going into a position that has power over us because it's evident now, and I think you could argue since George Bush, that the government is over the citizen in this country and that maybe people are sending... Glenn Young in there, and maybe the, well, I think definitely the formula is to continue to send people like him, because what Glenn Youngkin really is, is preaching and has been preaching since he got into politics is, you, the citizen, are in control of everything from your child's education to your, your tax consumption to your, your, your property, your own money. Right. And he really ran on slashing taxes. In fact, his immediate position is he's going to cancel grocery taxes. And he's going to take off the, the latest scheme by the Democrat mafia, which is the same scheme in every Democrat mafia state. Let's just put more gas taxes on right. it. And he's going to, to give people 
the uh, school choice, which right. is what everybody with an IQ and a kid wants. And I think the lessons that we can take away as Illinoisans, um, especially for the Republican candidates running for governor here, tie every single issue, every single issue, education, taxes, loss of small businesses, law, back, law and order, law and order back to Pritzker. It is not it is not about social issues. It is not about Donald Trump. The 22 election here in Illinois is about you're that single mom. You lost your your job. That's Pritzker. Yeah. You lost your your family business. Pritzker. Your kid attempted suicide. God forbid. Yeah. Because of of of, of lockdowns. Pritzker. Every single thing. Pritzker. 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 Uh-huh. He did it. And so, do you think, in your opinion, because what you saw here was the suburbanite who didn't like. Trump for personality reasons and too stupid to recognize the reason you have more money in your pocket is his policies. They didn't like him as a person, so they said, ha, ah, how bad could this old son of a dog be? Do you think that those same people who put in, in, in Illinois, Laura Underwood, who didn't have a, a driver's license from Illinois, right, and the, and the spoiled green energy trust fund baby, Sean Caston, right. that put these two idiots as Congress people, because for me, that's what broke in, the straw. In what are safe or used to be safe Republican districts. Do you think that those morons are going are to recognize how stupid they were and now reject voting Democrat? Make them forget about Trump. You still think Trump is going to be This an is issue. my right. biggest concern. This is my biggest concern for the Republican Party in Illinois. Again, I've been doing this for, for a decade now. Uh-huh. Illinois Republicans only see the primary. They cannot see to the past to the general. Uh-huh. It's, it's a purity test, and we need to get away from that. I'm not saying don't elect a conservative. You should do that. You should elect a Republican. But these women that were offended by Trump in 2018 and 2020. And men. And men. And men. The suburban women. Yes, they're, they, they don't want to be thought of as racist. But more importantly, they want to make sure that their kids are being taught horrible things in school and are safe. I like it. All right. Good. Fair enough. I'm gonna, I want to know what you think. 312-642-5600. By the way, I'm guessing from your attire... The last time you bought footwear was before you decided to go into consulting. Uh, are you waiting? Right. Are you waiting for the McLeod? First of all, these are great boots. Square-toed cowboy boots to come back. Love I love cowboy boots. Okay, here we go. More advice. Thanks, Sean. Thank you very much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Hey, Bonnie, remind me in the six o'clock hour to talk about an anti-mask rally in Elmhurst, Illinois, tomorrow at seven thirty a.m. at Emerson Elementary School. All right, don't let me forget. I want to talk about it tomorrow or uh, in the next hour. But right now, let's go to the phone lines. Keith, Austin, Texas. No, it's Kevin in Austin, Texas. Kevin, all right. Today, you're going to be Keith. No, go ahead, Kevin. Well, that's fine. All right, so uh, I I lost the name, the guy you're talking to. Jim Minardi, Square Toes Jim. Right, so what he was talking about makes a lot of sense to me. But the thing is, one of the things that was very successful in Virginia was they were able to capitalize and mobilize voters when McAuliffe made the stupid thing by saying the quiet part out loud is that they don't want parents to say what kids should be taught. Yeah. And that was, they were in there because of that precinct project that I've been busting your chops on for the last few months. If you have somebody in the neighborhood go out to be a Republican precinct captain, it doesn't cost you anything. It's just some time. When that happens, people know who to go talk to. Hey, what is this? What's McCall saying? How do we do? Should we vote for this guy? Is this young kid a good guy or not? Yeah. I also, uh, what do you so think about the poll watchers? When you have the ground troops there, 
Huh? What do you think about the poll watchers? There were thousands of poll watchers. Yeah. I mean, you got to get people in the neighborhoods out there. Those are the eyes and ears of what's really going on. Huh? I mean, and then I think also one of the biggest things that I thought was was uh, telling was that the biggest applause line that he got was when he said he wants to put in 20 new charter schools. Yeah, absolutely. Charter schools, I think that's the biggest thing. Of course, and it's common what happens sense. In, you know, yeah, and, and, and you know, in, in all neighborhoods, especially in the inner city. I love it, Kevin. So you were right all along. Is that what you want to hear? You just want to be told you were right all along. You were right all along. No, I want you to promote no. <laughs> it. I want you to promote it is what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, but do you think, do you think it matters in a state without voter ID laws? I think it'll help. I think it'll right. help get the issues across. Because if you have local people in every neighborhood yeah. saying, I want more charter schools. Big win for you. The, uh, Big win for you in Austin, Texas. Look, don't be mad. I got a full board. Let me take these guys. Big win, Mike, uh, Kevin. Mike, Orland Park. Hey. You know what you said about the smell test, Jeannie Ivy, you know, Illinois went down after they elected that piss poor Ronner and all that. that I couldn't agree with you more. He was terrible. And then so, and, and the piss poor Republicans in Illinois followed this fool. Why didn't they support Jeannie Ivy? You know what it is, Mike? I think, I think people, I, the more I'm around people, the more I know that they know more about strangers and costumes playing sports than they do about issues that are affecting their paycheck, that are affecting their kids, that are affecting their well-being of life. It's really disappointing to me because all people need to do is take a look past the sales pitch. But unfortunately, Mike, you and I are living in a headline world, and all they want are the headlines. Anybody in Illinois can take a look. We, 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 for Illinois two, is a wash now. Yeah. And it's oh, a shame. And, was, I mean, Kinsinger, he went and kissed up to them, them Democrats. Well, Kinsinger. He, I mean, but he was, a, he was part of that weak Republican Party. And anyway. you know what's sad, Mike? He could have been anything. He could have been the next kid that people want. But instead, he sold out. And you know what I think it's about? The money. Adam Kinsinger's got a pack. He likes being a millionaire. He couldn't figure out how to do it by himself, so he sold out the people of Illinois. Mike, thank you for listening. i got to go to Steve on the south side. Hey, Sean, how's it going, man? Good, brother. Go. Hey, so to me, the biggest underreported story about last night came from a little town in Massachusetts. There was a teacher there. His name was Matt Lynch, and he was forced to resign because he went, attended the Trump rally on January 6th. Well, he got he won the election to the school board oh, in that town. That's wonderful. Good. Great story. I I have to tell you, I, I did not hear the story, so you just uh, informed me. I knew there was a sweep. In fact, I believe they won the state legislature last night, which was something they were not expected to do. I mean, it's a, it's an amazing sweep. It, it, it almost appears Jim is right. Anybody, even the guy who spent $163 with an R next to his name, really made a dent, really won. So that's the important part. And not only that, he, re- he repudiated the FBI's investigation because he was actually visited by the FBI. Huh? So what does that say about the FBI's credibility? Oh, huh. come on. Go Brandon. Unless, unless, go you, Brandon. Let's go, unless you own a barber shop, you don't really care because that's what it, they think they get. They all get that same hairdo, too. Parted to the side, look like you need an overcoat in a park. All right, we'll be back. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. 
With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. The Marxist Mafia has one weapon that they keep going to. One. And that's Donald Trump. When it comes to the issues, they're losers, they're failures, they're corrupt, organized crime. Every economic scheme they have, which is the most important issue to Americans, especially those that are struggling, is riddled in fraud, absolute and total failure. That's what they represent. You've experienced just a taste of it. And it was enough to send a shiver through the political world. Time. Big time, big time. Let's talk about it. By big the way, time. this is uh, Mika Brzezinski. And the reason she never misses a spin cycle on the dryer, her husband. Morning, Joe. Sweep that. We haven't even talked about the scale of the landslide for Republicans in Virginia, John. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the governorship, the lieutenant governorship, the attorney general's uh, office. And, and I, I think it may still be slightly not totally certified, but they're, I think the Virginia House of Delegates is not going to go Republican. And, and, to, and this is a state that has not had a statewide Republican since 2009 when Bob McDonald was governor. At the Senate level, at the gubernatorial level, the state was bright blue right. yesterday. And now... As of Jan- next January, the state's going to be almost entirely in control of Republicans. And- Only because, in my opinion, Northam was unable to strip away voter ID requirements. He tried. Scumbag that he is, because he's a Democrat. They want to legitimize cheating so they can hold power. When it comes to issues, what do they really have to talk about? David Pluff, um, I, I want to press on this. Um, I think we know the answer to some of this. I watched Glenn Youngkin's interviews on Fox News, and he did nothing that clears. He did not. I mean, he worshipped at the altar of Donald Trump on Fox News. Yeah, that's what he did. He worshipped at the altar of Donald Trump on Fox News. You moron. You talking mannequin. Anybody want to know how she got her job? Oh, if there's not a nighty in a producer's office, then there's a, a requirement that we must have certain morons of... of, of uh, preferable genitalia because she can't think she doesn't understand what to recognize the reason that there's a sweep is because the people do not want to be subservient to your marxist mafia that's why whether it's education whether it's taxation whether it's the idea that we are but prey to your preferred citizens the perpetrators we are going to keep our communities safe We're going to comprehensively fund law enforcement because they stand up for us and we are going to stand up for them. Bingo. How'd your defund the police thing go in Minnesota where you were dumb enough? Who do they have? Omar? Which 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 one of the squad do they have? They might have two. They might have that one that explains all the reasons that those Middle Eastern guys like to date sheep on the side. All right. Let's go to the phone lines. Mitch displays. Yeah, first of all, Sean, keep in mind that uh, Illinois has a long history of throwing elections. In 1960, between JFK and Nixon, if it wasn't for uh, Sam G. and Connor, you got dead people voting in Cicero multiple times. 
You have Bailey, who was a power broker. Okay, people don't realize that the patriarch Bailey was a huge Democratic power uh, broker for the Democrat. He won his first Catholic president, um, and he and you got Joseph P. Kennedy, who was willing to basically outsource everybody, and both Nixon and JFK were shipping in votes. JFK's father was able to do it better. Now nothing has changed, Sean. No, I because agree. we live in a banana. We live in a banana republic in the state of Illinois. Your property taxes have quadrupled, and what do you have? You have Fat Albert as a, uh, a governor who who will do nothing. Uh, he is feckless with regards to saving and protecting the people of Chicago. At the same time, you have what I call people that will. Run up your bill because the state of Illinois is to do one thing, Sean, is to extract every dollar out of your paycheck out of whatever you got going on because they have to pay for service, goods and services. And all right, the man, listen, is, I'm going to have to cut you off because you know what's going to happen. Now, first of all, I agree with you 100%. But you keep this up and you. I'm going to lose my slot. Thank you very much. Dave and Niles. Sean, a great show. The person you put on there, the Republican advisor, yeah. The only thing I agreed with him on was to not his, his statement. Don't do anything he's ever done in the past when it comes to campaigns. <laughs> so for oh. Illinois and New Jersey, what a success! <laughs> the, the bottom line is Poor that Cook County Republicans, Cook County Republicans, do not stand on their principles. If you're a Trump supporter, say yeah, I'm a Trump supporter. Then sell yourself. Yeah. Tell the people what you're going to do and keep your word. Here's, Bruce Rauner was out. He, he was he was out in 45 minutes because he's a pathological liar. And they're going and to why, make this about Trump. And here's the thing about dealing with these liars. You're up against people that that's everything they do from the moment they leave their house to the moment they get back into it. Their entire life is built on lies and fraud. That's what a Marxist and a socialist and a Chicago Democrat are. So when they're going to put this thing like it, it's Trump, I it, it has nothing to do with Trump. There are policies that he had that I completely agree with, and I am not going to discount those policies or my principles in which he aligned with me on. But if people can can make, uh, you know, if Republicans can make people understand this has nothing to do with a person, it's a principle. And that goes for Republicans that are scum. I reject them as well. See, this is something that we need to to break this this system of a monopoly by the GOP and by the Republicans. And that's what Trump was very successful at doing. And by the way, that is what Youngkin is doing. Youngkin was not in politics. To me, that's the formula. The citizen politician. That is the way we we win, and we run on those very principles. Thank you very much. He's only like Mitt Romney, Misty Callahan, who likes to talk in my ear while I'm talking. He's only like Mitt Romney. In the standpoint, he was in finance and then went into politics. Mitt Romney is a scumbag legacy politician. His father was a corporatist scum, who is part of the reason we're in this predicament, the old man Romney. And if it wasn't for him, Mitt Romney would be selling insurance in rent-a-cars in Oklahoma. Or no, Utah. That's where the Mormons are big. He'd be there. That's where he'd be. He'd be nothing. So Youngkin did it on his own. He didn't have his daddy cut the path. That's the difference between him and Mitt Romney. I, I'd like to think Yunkin is also not a corporatist. However, I'm aware he worked for the Carlyle Group, which is something to keep your eye on. But when you see Republicans, smarmy, club champion in their little golf clubs, little spoiled brats like Rance Priebus come out and celebrate, I get nervous too. 
So Youngkin had the momentum, he had the message, he had the money, and as Bill Hemmer just pointed out, there's not a single county or municipality in Virginia right now that if you're on the Youngkin campaign... See, I don't like Ryan's Priebus. I don't like you, Ryan's, with your unusually shaped head and your cheesehead mafia with Paul Ryan and the rest of the lobbyists. I, 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 I don't like Ryan's Priebus. I don't like the GOP. So I hate the idea that they're engulfing this victory. And I'm hoping that Youngkin has the character that Trump had in this aspect. He didn't need the approval. He didn't need the blessing of the GOP, the corrupt foot-tapping and bathroom GOP. He didn't need them, and he didn't want it. So let's not allow these corporatist scum that make up a very corrupt political party somehow sees credit for this victory. It's the fact that Yunkin was an outsider that we're here. Not because he was just a Republican. Can't stand the Ryan's Priebuses. I really just hate him. Greg, Tri-State. Hey, John. Uh, just wanted to touch base on uh, TRT and, and then, uh, you know, Yunkin. Yeah. I feel like he stopped short in regards to charter schools. I feel Republicans, conservatives especially, aren't doing a great job of explaining the policies of voucher programs. Greg, I mean, did you hear him, though, brother? Did you hear his speech? I mean, this was a big part of his thing, was that he was going to put... Here, stay on the line with me. Don't hang up. We will invest right. the largest education budget in the history of the Commonwealth. We're going to invest in teachers, new facilities, special education. We're going to introduce choice within our public school system. How about that choice within the public school system? He goes on to specifically mention charter schools. I, here, I think we're going to start with no, 20, yeah. 20 charter schools, and we are going to make a down payment and close the gap on giving parents an opportunity to select where their kids go to school. That's it. That's the winning formula. Bingo. I mean, I think he did. I, I he did do charter schools. So, you know, I don't know if you're if you if you heard the whole thing last night, but this is a. I mean, I think you're on a winning issue. I think he. Really beat this home, and that's that's a main principle of why he won. Yeah, and well, I mean, I think that also, though, you know, Indiana. I live in Indiana, and they are one of the most progressive char- uh, uh, voucher school uh, states in the in the United States. The problem is, and I was talking to my elected officials here, is you have eight different reasons of why you may qualify. Why do I need eight? Why do I need to to, to match one of the eight reasons? I, don't, I shouldn't have any reasons. This is simple. Yeah. You give me the money well, for my children, and I decide. You know, Greg, I, I I get your point, and I agree with the point under the current system. I'd like to really argue with that system, if you can believe that. I want to argue with the idea that schools should be a socialist utopia, where we somehow turn a blind eye to what school, unfortunately, has become under that agenda. Because here's the reality: the socialist ideology no matter where it is it is corrupt you want to break it take away the socialism how about this how about if uh you have kids and you send them to your school you you get a tax credit for paying the tuition but some old lady who raised her kid fifteen thousand years ago she doesn't have to pay for your kid and some guy who's never going to have kids doesn't have to pay for your kid see i don't like socialism no matter where it lies listen when we get back uh i'm going to go to uh, Scott. So hang on the line. I want to talk to you first, and then I'll get the rest of you after this. I like the song, even though I want to yell. 
because I'm looking at CNN. And there's post-op Pelosi. She'd have an expression if she could make one, if it wasn't all Botoxed up. Post-op Pelosi interprets what happened yesterday, and she decides, you know what we're going to do now? We're going to add that, uh, what do they call it, maternity leave. You're going to get the free maternity leave when you have a kid. Even if you don't have a job, you sit on your ass, and we'll send you money to your house on top of the money we're probably already sending you. And then we're going to have medical leave, too. Oh, all right. See, so their answer to what they saw last night is more welfare, more government cheese. So don't celebrate just yet. Because this is, a, this is an ideological war of character. And what the, the Marxist mafia is doing is that they are trying to implement the Soviet system of bribing you to be a slave. Now, I think it'll work in heavily, heavily Marxist-influenced welfare states like Illinois. I think it'll work. But when I see something like this, it gives me hope. And I don't mean Virginia. Anti-mask rally planned at Elmhurst School. Backers of maskless fifth grader want to show support. Listen to this story. You want to talk about aggravating. Meet a fifth grader. His name is Emmett Thompson. No relation to me. He has been required to stay in Emerson Elementary School principal's office because he won't wear a mask. So he goes, he goes and sits with, with an adult. You know the character on this kid? You know how many kids would break? All right, I'll put the mask on. All right, let me go back to this. I'll put the mask on. Not Emmett. So Thursday morning... People and supporters plan to hold a rally at 7.30 in the morning, 7.30 to 8.30 a.m. outside Emerson School, 400 West Avenue. i got to see what I'm doing tomorrow. I might go to this thing. This is, this is aggravating. But here's what this fifth grader knows. He won't be intimidated by this Marxist mafia. Now the question is, what is the Mar- Marxist mafia's answer to that? Well, they'll lure you into complying with them. They'll bribe you. So Nancy Pelosi... And the scum, the corrupt scum that admire her $500 million net worth that she's been able to build up by fraud. They're just going to try to bribe people more. I hope it doesn't work. Scott, Portage, Indiana. Yeah. Uh, Sean, I just wanted to elaborate on the, um, you're talking about the voter ID earlier, which yes. was a great point. You. That you know, he, In Indiana, you can't get a fishing license without, a, without ID. And um, I don't understand how people get welfare without ID. So I, I think it'd be great, great to, to be in, put a national push on for voter ID. Absolutely, it's it, it's uh, common sense. It's it's one hundred and one, honesty one hundred and one. Thank you, Scott, for the call. I'm going to tell you a quick story. I know you're on the line, but this is a good story. I had a customer when I first bought the store, and I loved him. He was an old man. He owned the restaurant. And he used to bring me uh, the Spanish, or I mean the the Greek spinach pie. I love it. Spanish copra. So yeah, I loved it. Loved it. And I would give him a cigar and all this. One day a guy told me, he goes, you know, I think I saw, well, let's call him George. It's a benign name. I think I saw George grab a cigar off the thing. I said, no, he would never steal from me. Never steal from me. Sure enough, I I paid a guy to sit in front. I said, just keep an eye on him. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to lure him into an opportunity to steal. I go to the bathroom. Sure enough, the guy gives me the heads up. Now, this is a guy I loved. This is a guy I bought a a little thing for his iPad. And the minute I took my eye off of him, what did he do? He stole. Now, there's a correlation. I guarantee you he was a Democrat. I don't know for sure. But the reality is when you take your eye off people, when you don't have rules in place that make them be honest, no matter who they are, no matter how you treat them, they will steal. 
You want to audit a vote. How are we going to have all this power in office, and yet we cannot audit the people that put him there? I just want a simple rule. If you are not an American citizen, if you are not eligible to vote, then guess what? You can't. Simple system. I don't know a human being, an adult in this country. Does anybody know one without an ID? Homeless people have IDs. Everybody has an ID. And in fact, in this country, you know what? They're free if you don't have enough money. Oh, but they are. You just got to prove who you are. And in there lies the problem. Because what we're facing isn't idea for idea. It's the lure of welfare with the hammer of fraud behind it. They are working tirelessly to legitimize voter fraud. That's why the Democrat governors work to strip away the very voter ID laws that could prevent them from stealing elections. And you know what happens when you prevent them from stealing elections? They lose, just like they did in Virginia. Now it's all red. That's what it looks like when you have rules in place. I'll be back after this. Little Rocky Balboa. Love it. All right, so I got to tell you a quick story. Quick story, and then we'll go to my guy. We're the music, buddy. We're telling a story. Damn it. All right, here's my, uh, here's my story. I spent the bulk of my life at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange for an occupation. I had 1,000 jobs in between, during. I always had my real estate license, always. I, I actually waited to get it. I was before I, you had to be 21. I, I took the class, you know, when I was like 19, mainly because there was a really hot girl in there I was interested in. It's a true story. So I, that's how I beat, went into real estate, but I never practiced. So when I left the Mercantile Exchange, I said, you know, I had done some things in real estate, some small investing. I said, I'm going to go into real estate. Now, while I was at the Merc, they said, everybody down there, you know, it, you guys are just all capitalists. You're rotten people. And I used to think to myself, even if I disagree with a guy, he's basically honoring his word of committing to a trade, and that's how we exist. They're decent guys. We might have the same opinion, but they're decent guys. I went into the real estate world. I saw some people there that were real roaches, real liars, real scoundrels. I always stayed away from them. That's why I never really wanted to work or did work for a company. So when you meet good people, honest people, you come together like a little family. And the minute I met David Hochberg, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to say it, it's the truth. I immediately knew he was a guy of integrity. Then I tested him. I gave him a dear close friend of mine who he could have given a mortgage to and made a lot of money on. And you know what David told my friend? It's not right for you. Don't do it. And it was at that moment I knew this guy's a good guy. And through the years, he continues to prove it because he's kind of a philanthropist. So I wanted to bring him on. David, tell us about your new project. Will you, you handsome devil, if you're not eating right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not eating right now. Okay. I know you've got nice. a propensity to be chewing, so go ahead. <laughs> That's a nice lead up. Say something nice and then call me a fat slob. By the way, <laughs> I got a call. From one of our head underwriters who was listening, yeah. who said David Hochberg doesn't have a whistle, and I've got a closet full of whistles. No, it's easy. Now, Misty and the girls are nervous. Just keep your whistle with you, and if you ever get the urge, you just you blow that thing. All right, it'll be better. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you when I'm blowing it, so you know we're near. So, um, we've connected with. I partnered up with you know Veterans Day is coming up on November 11th, uh-huh. and there's a lot of. Um, mobility challenge veterans out there that are mobility challenged due to uh, serving our country. Uh-huh. Okay, We have Korean War vets that are getting older, obviously the World War II vets. We have the uh, Vietnam vets that, 
you know, sprayed Agent Orange and that other crap out of the sky on these poor men and women that were, you know, walking the jungles and servicing mm-hmm. our wounded and, and loading the crap on the planes and, you know, all the all the all the subsequent battles that we've um, entered into that our men and women and our, our brave soldiers come back that are, you know, maybe they yeah. have some type of challenges. I partnered with um, Access Elevator. Uh, we're having a little giveaway of one stair lift to a member of the armed forces. You have to have been honorably discharged. And if you're honorably discharged, and if you're a veteran or know a veteran who's having mobility challenges, there's a website, liftingahero.com, liftingahero.com, um, access elevator, local company, who does a lot of installation, helps out a ton of mobility challenge listeners, not just veterans, with lifts and um, stair lifts and just helping helping mobility challenge individuals getting out of bed or whatever and out of chairs. They're donating, uh, one of their vendors, I can't think of the name right now, is donating the lift and they're donating their time and manpower and their expertise to install this lift in a veteran's home. So you have until this Saturday, your listeners have until this Saturday, 11.59 to register and uh, one winner will be selected. It's free to enter, liftingahero.com, liftingahero.com. Oh, I love that. You know, and as you're talking, I'm thinking about it. You're, it's from 18 to 80, we got guys like this. It's yeah. really, a, it's just, a, it's just a, an amazing thing. And the reality is so many of them are hung out to dry, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah. It, it, depends, well, it depends what state you're in. You know how miserable that situation is? It literally depends what state you're in to the quality of your life if you're a veteran. Sure. Why in the hell does it sure. work like that? Instead of, hey, you guys are veterans, how about you get treated the way we promised you you'd get treated? Everything. Well, the challenge that we have is is that a lot of the veterans are so proud that they, you know, what we always hear is there's always somebody worse than me and I don't want to take it away from one of my brothers and sisters who need it worse, right? Yeah. So that's where the family has to come into play. And if you know mom and dad or if you know uncle, or an aunt, or if you know your cousin, or whatever, right? I mean, the World War II vets, Sean, for the love of God, those brave men and women are are in their nineties today. Some yeah. of them, you know, and if if they were if they're having trouble uh, getting around mobility wise, and they need a little help, here's a chance. I mean, these stair lifts are not are not cheap. No, it's I know. A major investment. I mean, it's a major investment to get installed professionally by Access Elevator, local company family-owned company, this is what it's all about. Just giving back a little bit on Veterans Day. So your listeners have until this Saturday, 1159, go to liftingahero.com. So now this Lifting a Hero, is this going to be something that's like ongoing where like normal people could donate to it? Does it have a future in that, or is this like a one and done? Well, we're hoping, you know, we, uh, we've got a ton of our veterans registered now. What we're hoping is you got to start someplace, yeah, right? Yeah, no, that's so, if it's a success, you know, hopefully it's a huge success and they continue doing in the future, right? You know, yeah. that's what our goal is, is to do this every Veterans Day and you know, help these men and women out that are having mobility challenges get the assistance that they need to maybe get out of their home. You know, a lot of these men and women can't get up and down the stairs. They have to turn their living room into a bedroom. A lot of these individuals just can't get out of the house and haven't been out of the house and in in 12 to 14 months due to COVID because yeah. they have no way of getting out of the house. You know, there's nobody there to 
lift them out or they're in a wheelchair or scooter and they need to transition their stairs. Sure. And they just can't, and they just can't do that right now. And this enables them to transition out of their home, not be locked in their house, if you will, and get out and see the world for God. Love it. Hockberg, out of the kindness of his heart, I love it. All right, now let's get on to some skullduggery, you, because I've been waiting yeah. to talk to somebody who knows just exactly how, how, how really, I, I have a problem with this particular company anyway, as they broke yep. into the real estate business, held pocket listings, and they put, you know, the, all, these, yep. all these huge organizations do this same rat thing, and they're really doing a disservice to the fiduciary agreement that, that real estate brokers and, and, and uh, loan officers and people in our industry are supposed to do first and foremost. But they get the big name. They get to do whatever the hell they want. So I, I think it's called schadenfreude, is it not, when you take pleasure in watching uh, uh, scoundrels fail? Isn't that what it's called? Well, I, I, I put it like this. You know, there's not one person in the, in the real estate industry on the, on the mortgage side or the realtor side that's shedding a tear for what's happening to Zillow right now. So, so let's just give your listeners a recap because you and I dance on that dance floor every single day and they might not be aware of what's happening. Zillow is, is the behemoth company that came out with valuations of everybody's home for free, right? Go to Zillow.com. It's what I used, uh-huh. you know, to look up uh, values. If somebody says that they live in an $800,000 house, they type in 123 Maple Lane, Fairytale, Illinois, and uh, up comes 250. I'm like, I think you're a little off. Right. So it just gives us, <laughs> you know, a general indication of what the marketplace is worth. Right. So so over the years, as you know, their business model was and how they made hundreds of millions of dollars was to sell zip codes to realtors. Right. Yeah. Realtors and more. I never bought them. I never partook in it. Never. But go ahead. I, well, well, some some mortgage professionals did with realtors that they buy zip codes and they'd get all the leads from those zip codes, right? And there's hundreds of thousands of zip codes out there, tens of thousands of zip codes, and they were charging, and and mortgage professionals and realtors were paying for when somebody went to Zillow and saw a house, they click, would you like to learn more about this house? Click, boom, the realtor would get the lead, and the mortgage guy or gal would get the lead, mm-hmm. okay? They made hundreds of millions of dollars doing that. Well, after they started building their network, what did they do? In 2018, they started a mortgage company, and they started buying and selling real estate. And basically drove a knife, a butcher knife, in the back of the two pillars that helped them establish who they were. Correct. Okay? And in 2018, they launched this uh, i-buying Zillow offers type of business where they would go in because they had all the data. Sean, yeah. right? They knew where people were looking. They knew where all the clicks were coming from. They'd go in to, to uh, people that would go to their site to list their home and offer them a, care, a, a, cash, a cash number that they could close quick, right? Uh-huh. Well, problem is only 10% of those offers were taken. And in 2018, they started in Phoenix and in Vegas. And you can't go wrong when the market's going up. Right, an up market <laughs> cure, cures all ill. Yeah, exactly. Right, uh-huh. there's there's no such thing as a bad trade if if yeah. if everything's going up. Well, uh-huh. what these geniuses did was they they wrote down in the second quarter of this year three hundred four million dollars of inventory. In the third quarter, they wrote off close to five hundred forty million dollars of inventory, and they blamed it on supply chain, uh-huh. and they blamed it on the cost of goods. Right. What these scumbags 
didn't realize was, you know, finally realized was they were buying, they bought 3,800 homes in the second quarter and only sold 2,100 homes in the first quarter. Right? Uh, that's bad. Yeah. Right. And, and their average and their average gain on each of those homes was a loss Dave, of $80,000. David, hold, David, hold on one second. Bunny's going to kill me. Hold on. Can you hold to a break? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, go to break. All right, so listen. Men in costumes chasing balls are going to kick my my last hour on terrestrial radio. We will continue, however, at 560theanswer.com and on YouTube, Sean Thompson Show. You can watch or listen or do both. Facebook, and you could call in. I don't want to promote Facebook, or as I call it, asshat. Let's talk to David Hockberg. Hockberg. I thought that was your garage band's name, uh, guys dressed up chasing balls. I tr- no? I tr- I, no, I tried to buy that domain name, too. Somebody bought it. Asshat. Somebody bought it. Yeah, I can't get it. can't buy it. Anyway, so come on. Tell me more about this rent company. They tried to go into the business after this, and it looks like they thought they were flippers. But they didn't have one thing with all their data and with all their money. They didn't have the right. actual knowledge of what the hell to do, and they took a shellacking, and now everybody's going to go down with them. What happened? Are we go on. And you know what else? Yeah. What? This is just an. Indi- Are you still there? Did I'm here. You? No, you're good. Go. I'll tell you what else this proves that, that you and I have been talking about for um, for the past eight months that there is a huge correction coming. Okay, if they didn't think that there, a, a huge correction wasn't coming in this market because of all the four, all the forbearances. Well, you know, we started how about the delinquencies no one's talking about? The mortgage delinquencies. Hockberg, I got 30 seconds. You believe how fast this show goes. You know, I, I know. It. This goes fast. Hey, hey special shout-out to Gary Rabine. He I just texted me. He wants to donate two stair lifts to, my, uh, to Access Elevator. I love that, Gary uh, Rabine. He's too damn good for this state. All right. He's a good guy. I love right, him. So, I really do. Um, Great guy. All right. So I just want to say thank you to Gary uh, for and thank David Hochberg and Team Hochberg. You always come through. Liftingahero.com. Liftingahero.com. Go to register. Thanks, Sean. I'll talk to you later, buddy. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. The message is Americanism. That's what we need to get back to. The reason I I, I loathe what Zillow did isn't because I hate big companies. I don't. I love big companies, especially when they're honest. But the way in which they got to where they were was dishonest was fraudulent, in my opinion. The idea that they were able to puff up their numbers and lie, I don't know how they get their money. I don't know. I think they're, I think they're traded, but I don't know. I don't know if they have investors. I don't know what the case is. But they weren't able to do what they said they were doing. Now, they should go through bankruptcy like everybody else. That's how capitalism works. A corrupt politician who's paid off and lobbied by Zillow, though, He's probably pushing the idea right now that they get a federal bailout or they get a PPP loan or whatever the hell they're coming up with. That's what I'm against. We need to correct it. And it is through limiting the power of government, not limiting the power of people who make the world go round or capitalists or income. 
You can't limit the income. You should limit the taxes. Because what those people do with their money ironically benefits poor people and people in need far greater than anything the government does. All right, so we got some callers online. I'm going to go to them. I just wanted to get that out because that's what Hochberg inspired in me. And it's important we understand these issues. Rather than, now I'm going to sound bad because NIU football kicked me off the terrestrial radio, but I don't, I don't, I don't, that's not why I'm saying this. There are more men out there that were waiting for NIU football and rooting for fracking strangers that know what just happened in Virginia or know why they need to pay attention here in Illinois. That's the problem with America. Grown-ass men rooting for sports teams and strangers that don't give a rip about them. Grow the hell up. All right. Uncle Ralphie. How are you, Uncle Ralphie? Sean, son, you just keep getting better as the day goes by. As oh, days go by. Thank you, brother. You, know, you, just, you just hit on something I love to, to, to expound on. In 1910, and not that I was uh, drinking back then. You but sure? in 1910, the number one topic in bars was the Constitution. Not football. Yeah, you, you, I got to <laughs> tell you, I've been busting my coyotes to get signatures because the red bastards in Austin are as bad as they are in D.C. to get uh, a uh, secession vote on the ballot. Yeah. And I'm going I'm going down to Galveston this tomorrow, and there's a 100,000 bikers that are going to show up at this some Lone Star Rally. be a bullshit. Yeah. But I'm going to go down there and get the signatures, and we're going to leave this union. I love it. This is why Uncle Ralphie you know, waits till I'm on stream to call. You can't. I mean, you, you gave me the full. You gave me the full, the full Eddie Murphy. Go ahead. What do you got? <laughs> Ten years ago, I told people I'm leaving Illinois, moving to Texas. My brother, said, you don't know anybody in Texas. I said I want to be in the first state that leaves the freaking union. I love you it. You know what? I'm gonna be. I like it. All right, you handsome devil. You take Listen, care of yourself. God bless you, buddy. Thank you, Uncle Keep Ralphie. Going. I appreciate it, Uncle Ralphie. I adopted him. He's not really my uncle. He was my boss. And that's a capitalist. That's the typical mentality of a capitalist of a Merck. By the way, I think Uncle Ralphie, I'm pretty sure he's over 70. I'm pretty sure. And uh, the greatest guy in the world. And uh, he was my boss. And I got in trouble from uh, somebody that didn't like me. And we went up, you know, before their lawyer. And they're complaining about my attitude and my threatening behavior and 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 they wrote down every joke i had ever said okay and the last joke that they got to was i had said this at the mercantile exchange it was a constant argument with this particular person they were morons i couldn't stand them and when i don't like somebody i work with it's a terrible terrible work environment the last joke i said was if i want any lip out of you i'll wiggle my zipper well uncle ralphie i thought i was going to be fired for sure you know uncle ralphie heard the joke starts laughing and he says, you stay here. And he offered the person, how's 6000 sound? And she pulled the Cosmo Kramer and said, I'll take it. And uh, he said, you stay here. He goes, been a thorn in the company's side for 20 years. Or, I'm sorry, for, for five years. Been a thorn in the company's side. How'd you like to go to a sex game tonight? That's how I know Uncle Ralphie. All right. Greg and LaGrange. How you doing, Sean? Good. How are you, buddy? Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good. Um. Interesting thing I'm reading in the local paper. In Illinois redistricting, Marie Newman, who beat Dan Lipinski, is now being pushed out of her district, and she vows to run in the 6th district, who 
But the sixth district, the sixth district will now be represented by Sean Caston, who was described in this paper not once but twice as the moderate Sean Caston. So, when you live in the state of Illinois, you have to live in a delusional world of where you will have someone other than Sean Caston be farther left in the opinion of the newspaper, trying to make Sean Caston a moderate. It's amazing to me. I mean, reading this, I thought of you immediately because I was listening to the show. And I'm like, this is, this is we're living in la-la land. This is, this is incredible. This is what you're up against here. Yeah. This is exactly what you're up against. Well, I hope, I hope to God that uh, something changes. But I, I really do believe without the voter integrity laws, nothing's going to change. I really Nothing don't. will change. I think that that's, the, that's step number one. And the fact that there's a push by a political party to actually weaken voter integrity kind of lets you know that that political party stands to gain from a voting system that is not legitimate. And that is my angst. That is my angst against the Democrat party. Aside from the policy positions of fascism and all around wrongheadedness that they have. So that, that, that to me is a big deal. Thank you for calling the show, Greg. I appreciate it. Bart in Bridgeport. Why can't I hang up on Greg? Bart in Bridgeport. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Always good. Hey, you're in town. Are you going to be at the uh, store tomorrow? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. I'm, I'm up in the air uh, until the morning. I got to do all kinds of nonsense. All right, all right. I'm, I'm dying to come by, have another smoke. My buddy Eddie runs a pit stop up in Zion. He's dying to meet you. He's your second biggest fan. Yeah. And uh, oh, we're so on the anyway, stream. We could do all kinds of things we don't do on terrestrial radio. Go ahead. We could swear. I got Ralphie swearing. We're telling bad jokes. No, I'm not swearing. Yeah. Anymore. I didn't swear. Did I swear? I didn't swear. He swore. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, oh, he swore. It don't matter. Nobody cares. Yeah. So well, anyway, the stream. All bets um, are off on the stream. <laughs> Kidding. Shit, yeah. So um, anyway, I'm. I gotta say, I'm. Everybody's trying to distance Trump from this thing, and what I think there is is people are missing the lifestyle we had a year ago, and I know you're a big DeSantis guy, and the minute Trump says he doesn't want it, then I'm a big DeSantis guy. But for right now, I can't imagine anybody else putting up with the shit storm for four years. They, they went after his family. <laughs> yeah, no, they I agree with you. Know, Bart, it's, it's, let's go, Brandon. It's interesting, right. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. All right, let's get a, let's get a leash on the swearing. The poor girls are going to have to bleep it out. She's having a heart attack. Um, the thing I was asked today by a friend of mine came in the store. He's like, wow, you know, I think this is a good sign. And uh, should Trump run again and all this? And I, I, I have to tell you, it has nothing to do personally. I think Donald Trump has some great, great qualities and did some great, great things. Do we want the 78-year-old Donald Trump to run? I, I, I don't. I don't. I, re, I, I mean that. And that's the main reason. Is it specifically any one characteristic of his personality? No. I think he's wrong on some issues, by the way. I wanted him to win a year ago today. A year ago today, I uh, really, really wanted him to win more than anything because I knew what this year would look like under a Biden regime. So I, I did all that I could to get him to win. Now that he lost, and we're listening to these people that are talking about a victory, we're listening to the dividers, we're listening to the people who want to use their version of 
political correctness as a weapon against anybody else to disqualify them from speaking rather than address the issues. The main reason that we're in this predicament is because they found somebody, like Bart articulated, that they could hate so much for four years. They could attack every aspect of his life and his family for four years. And they found comfort not just among the corrupt in the, in the Democrat Party. They found comfort among the non-corrupt in the Democrat Party. They found com- comfort among the corrupted Republican Party and the non-corrupted Republican Party. It is the most successful character assassination ever, and it's a terrible thing. And do I think it's right? The answer is no. But what is, is it going to look like in the event that Donald Trump runs again? It'll look like twice as much as it was. Because even right now, I want you to listen to what's being said on, 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 by the other propagandists. But these are Democrats. Rather than saying to myself, you know, we might be wrong here. We might be wrong and we're losing support because people don't want to be socialists just yet. They don't want to be Marxists just yet. So we might be wrong. They're not doing that. They're doing this. David Pluff, um, I, I want to press on this. Um, I think we know the answer to some of this. I watched Glenn Youngkin's interviews on Fox News, and he did nothing that Claire's. He did not. I mean, he worshipped at the altar of Donald Trump on Fox News. He flew an insurrection flag at his rallies. He simply didn't. He played dumb about a. a, a Can I ask a question? I honestly don't know. What is an insurrection flag? Does anybody know what that is? Do they got their own flag now? I, I don't get it. A Zoom rally. He did not really put much distance between himself and Donald Trump on the big lie or the deadly insurrection. But his every issue was pertaining to the quality of life in this country that has diminished since Joe Biden has usurped the office. Every aspect of your life has diminished. Your quality of life in general is the most important thing that the American people want to protect. So the reason that Yunkin won is because he was very clear in his message, and he said it over and over and over again. I'm going to reduce taxes. I'm going to give you the power over your child's education, and I am going to enforce law and order. These are very, very key points. They don't want to talk about that. They want to talk about Trump and January 6th, and they're not going to learn. And in the meantime, what's going to happen to the Americans? Mike, Lakeview. Hey, Sean. Uh, unbelievably great show. Oh, um, I'm calling for something else, but just quick on your comment about Trump. You know, I, I'm a Trump guy. Don't don't get me wrong, but the election in Virginia yesterday shows exactly why he shouldn't run. I, if, if he doesn't run, even if DeSantis runs, I think there would be more people that would, would end up voting for, for the Republican next time out. And I think this, the, the, uh, the midterm might find that out. But my you know, Mike, comment was I, I'm going to let you get to your comment. But you know, what's, you know what's sad, Mike? I think basically he's a patriot who had the best intentions. I think he was shocked at how much he was hated. I think he was, it, was, it was unjust how he was hated. And I think the constant slander... He handled for the mo- beautifully. I really do. But it just didn't matter. And what, what it makes you realize is that the, the fact and the reality of situations do not matter anymore 
to an entire class of people. Not class by circumstance, not class by religion or race or creed, but class by political ideology. And that is the ideology of the, of the Marxist, both soft and hard, that call themselves a Democrat. And that, in there lies the problem. And if Donald Trump, the magnanimous thing and the, probably the proper thing for him to do is step back and become a kingmaker and say, I like Joe Matarazzi. And I, I'm hoping that the guy who's going to run is actually somebody we don't know yet. What I loved about this uh, Youngkin guy is that he is not a politician. I'd like a Gary Rabine to come out of the woodwork or somebody of that caliber and say this is going to be the nominee. I think that Donald Trump had name recognition, but he also had that appreciation by the general people that voted for him in the first 2016 that he was not a politician. That's what America wants. I think your comments are absolutely spot on. Uh, the comment I, I originally called uh, was I heard to start on your news at 6. Uh, Murphy uh, apparently is one in New Jersey. Uh, I don't think there's any coincidence that when uh, the Republican was winning by three or four points, at least two or three percentage points, that they had some problems with the ballots in Newark and Camden and some of the counties. Um, I, I, I hope that he, I don't want to say contest the election, but they, they need to scrutinize it. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering in Virginia, if, uh, because so many people overwhelmingly came out to support the Republicans, if, uh, um, uh, Yacht won actually by more than he won. I like to know how many votes they still there. And the last comment I want to make is that, um, uh, McCulloch on the last night made the, made the, uh, the, the, the comment about how there's too many white teachers. Um, I wonder how many of the white teachers woke up Tuesday morning and decided they weren't going to vote for him after that comment. I don't know if it even breaks down the white or black. I hope it doesn't. Uh, Jeff in Rockford. Hey, Sean, how are you doing tonight, buddy? Good, Jeff. How are you? Hey, I was wondering, did you happen to hear anything about... Uh... Adam Kinzinger being on local radio out here in Rockford this morning? I did not. I, you'll have to forgive me, though. I, I don't listen to all the radio shows anymore. I used uh, to. You're not, you're not missing anything not listening to You know, but I don't want to parrot what anybody else says inadvertently, and I don't want to pick up. It's a funny thing. I used to listen to all the radio shows that I could uh, before I got the show, and then I said, well, if I'm going to do something different, it's got to be because I'm not listening to anybody. And I kind of just stopped right. listening. Now I just kind of watch... News clips, all that I can get my hands on, and I read articles, and that's how I do it. But go ahead. What happened? You're one of the best anyway. Anyhow, you know, I don't know if he was trying to float trial balloons or what, but I heard him suggest that he uh, might think about running for governor or possibly senator. Now, let me ask you something. Do you think there's enough people who are happy with Adam Kinzinger? I mean, I, 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 I found him to be everything wrong with the Republican Party and specifically what's wrong with the Illinois Republican Party. So I don't know. I mean, are there still people that would vote for him aside from those companies that bribed him to get government favoritism? Are there still people happy with him? You know, nothing would surprise me anymore, Sean, but I'd sure like to think that, that he would not be, not stand a chance, but you know how things are these oh, days. I don't, I don't think that anymore in Illinois. I, I, I unfortunately look at things with my eyes open, but Jeff, keep maybe, me posted. Maybe he, Maybe he could beat uh, Dickie Durbin, huh? 
It's Little Dick Durbin. But, yes, maybe. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, thank you so much for listening. You're my guy in Rockford. I appreciate it. And, you know, this this that election, by the way, um, this last election, where Sean Caston, Laura Underwood, I think Kinzinger won that, too. I think he was up for election. Pretty sure he was because they run every two years as Congress. That was the election where I lost all hope for Illinois. Really. That's when I made the absolute decision. That's when I told my wife, look, honey, I'm moving. I'm not going to help this anymore. I want you to, you know, I think it's important that we do this. And uh, David Hochberg is calling me on my cell phone. He doesn't know that the show is still going on. Let's go to Greg in Lake Geneva. Hey, doesn't it have a nice, has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Greg from Lake Geneva? I think so. <laughs> think about with, with Trump. I'm, I'm, I swear, I used to love saying that, like, yeah, I live in Lake Geneva. Anyway, <laughs> think about Trump. It wasn't just the person, although the person was important because he withstood four years of total abuse. That oh, it's terrible. I don't know who else could have actually put up with that and still played games with the press. That was that was the coolest part. Yeah, and, was, and how about how uh, how impromptu he just walk out there and do it? Yeah, and, and they they never caught on that he's toying with them. You know, he dropped a. Drop us, you know, something or whatever on the side. He'd say something, and oh, oh, and, and it's like I started laughing hysterically because they don't get it. Anyway, the thing was, it wasn't just about his personality; it was about guess what? One person made a difference. One, yeah, yeah. I'd love to see him back in. Granny, he's getting no. I, I, I loved a lot of what he did, and I have to tell you something. And I don't know if you know this, Greg. I, how would you know this? You don't know this, but the, in the eighties, I was really in tune to wanting to improve our lives. My and my mother's at that time. I mean, I really—it's all I thought about. And Donald Trump was a big thing in the eighties. I got my hands on everything I could about Donald Trump, and I had not known that you know Donald Trump was actually a, a second-generation developer. I thought he was just this guy who. You know, came out of the woodwork, and I, I, I read everything I could about him. And Donald Trump has a has a real gift, and that gift is number one, he is the king of the power of positive thinking. Number two, he can sell you what he's thinking and what he wants to do. He's very good at those two things. I have a lot of disagreement yep. in a lot of the things he did, and I was very, very hyper aware of it. I had followed him through the entire thing in Atlantic City. I was well-versed in what he had done as far as being a Democrat. Most people do not talk about this. Donald Trump not only was a Democrat, he was a prominent Democrat donor. The irony Mm -hmm. is he bought and sold Chuck Schumer. He's given Chuck Schumer millions. He had specifically bribed New York Democrat politicians for tax abatement deals up to 50 years. He then furthermore bribed Democrat Illinois politicians. Then he bribed California Democrat politicians. Now, when people say this, I would have this argument during the election year in 2016. People would think I was a never Trumper. I said, no, that I, I like them, but I can do two things. I can like somebody and I can look at what they do. And I, just because I like them doesn't mean I have to like what they do. And this is a mm-hmm. nuanced exactly. thing that most people don't get. And it's a very frustrating thing for me because above all, what I need in somebody is integrity. And Donald Trump, unfortunately, when push came to shove, he was willing to commingle and pay off Democrats. And that's a strike for me. That's a strike. 
Because if yeah, if a sure. Democrat shakes me down, I don't do this thing people do. Oh, that's business. Go scratch your ass. That's business. That's not business. <laughs> and I'm not giving a Democrat five freaking dollars. I'll, I'll stick my thumb in his eye before I give him a, a money. I don't get shaken down. And I specifically don't get shaken down by Democrat politicians. So I didn't like that. Because what, what, what he liked to do is he liked to be popular. And that was Donald yeah. Trump's flaw. And that was his down his downfall. Because I think it, had he had the, the opinion of there is right and there is wrong. And anything in the middle is an excuse, and that's it. I think we'd have been better off. What do you think? Got to admit, he did get a lot done, though. Oh, he did. And, 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 and here's of, the other almost, thing. All the lifting was by himself. I had hoped that he had realized how hated he was when the pressure was being put on him to shut down the federal government. I had hoped that he would have said, my name is Donald Trump, and I don't shut down anything. And I will not. I be think he was taking the advice of the quote experts in the health field. But that's Donald uh, Trump, man. That, Donald Trump don't take advice. If you know anything about his career, he does not take advice. He looks, he surmises, he concludes, he acts because that's what he was. But he also surrounds himself with people who are competent, who who are good at what they do. Oh, and brother! Unfortunately, Steve Mnuchin. Competent, good at what well, he does. Okay, He's a money bundler okay. from Wall Street that was the, the biggest donator to Obama. Peter Navarro. So fraudulent was Peter Navarro and is Peter Navarro that the people he had write in his book, endorsing his book, he made up. <laughs> you know that, right? You no, know I that? didn't. Oh, brother. Do me a favor, Greg. Look at it and I'll make you a deal. I'll give you five cigars if I'm wrong. If not, you come in the store, you pay $50 for one cigar. We got a deal? Sure. All right, that's how I make a bet. Winner, winner, chicken I, I, dinner. I'm, I'm, Thank you, Greg. I gotta you take, don't want a chicken dinner. I got to take right, Glenn. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thanks. Glenn and Porter Laporte. Oh, what happened to Glenn? Glenn Laporte, Indiana. Hello. Hi. How are you? Splendid. How are you? Good. I love your show. It's really good. Oh, I appreciate that. It's more, it's more of a variety act this hour. We got Uncle Ralphie swearing. I got guys dropping all kinds of bombs. So go ahead. I think you're the king of adjectives and adverbs when it comes to describing the politically corrupt. Thank you. Thank you. I work on it. <laughs> anyway, I was thinking, I get so aggravated at people that are able to vote and they pay no taxes or they're on welfare. And I think they should not be able to vote. If you don't have skin in the game, why should you be able to decide where the money goes as collected on taxes? That would be something, huh? You know, but what the, you know what that's called? That's called a poll what? tax. Somehow they've, they've managed to call that a poll tax. But what you're saying is if you're not a contributor, you're a passenger. So sit down and shut up. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you're, not, if you're not the guy paying the taxes. See, here's the other thing. I'll never forget. When I was a kid, I used to think if a guy made, and I mean this. If a guy made $1,000 a month, I, I, I swear to God, I remember thinking this. He is a rich guy. I used to think that. You know, because as you're a kid, we had, I had nothing. We had nothing. So I'd go to work and I'd make some money. And I was about 18 years old and I started to make, I was a runner at the Merck making $80 a week. And I was trying to go to school and I was going to school. Then I started to get really good. I was an ARB clerk and I started to make more money and more money. And I will never forget the first paycheck I got when I thought I was making a good amount of money. And they took almost half. This was in the 80s. And I said, 
I said, what the hell did I do? I'm barely getting by. I make 400 and the government makes 310? How the hell does that work? How does that work? And I said, they didn't get up. They didn't go to on the train. They didn't drag their ass out of bed. They didn't go after new customers. What the hell is this? And, you know, as you start to get better and better and making money, those numbers get bigger and bigger and bigger. And yet if you complain against it, you're the bad guy. Why isn't the bad guy that takes that money from every single one of us who have a job and piss it away? Why isn't that son of a bitch the bad guy? I don't know. Huh? I wonder, how did my ancestors let them take money right out of your paycheck? How did that happen? Milton Friedman. Did you know that? Milton Friedman, who I adore. I adore him. He was the one who worked after World War II on what was supposed to be temporary called a payroll tax. That was only supposed to be because of the war. And I believe it was supposed right. to last five years. And look at here we are. Because what they understood is that massively increased their revenue. If people of this country actually sat back and said, what exactly are the rules and how are things supposed to work? They would understand that the government was only supposed to grab a very small fraction of revenue via transaction of value added tax. That's it. There is never to be an income tax on man. The way in which our country was structured this country would be so strong, so much better. We would be able to throw out so many politicians. It's not even funny. They were never you supposed to be a be such rich. thing. Yeah, and we'd be, all be rich and they'd be too. poor because that's how the country was supposed to be run. They're not exactly. supposed to be rich being politicians. Exactly. All right, brother. And then you, then you got the people in Washington, D.C. that aren't even politicians, and they're the ones actually running the country, I think, and they're, the, they're making up all this crud that we have to live with. Absolutely. From from OSHA to the EPA and all those people. You know, some of the stuff is okay, and it's probably needed to be done. We don't want to pollute stuff. Glenn, who did both of those things? Who did both of those things? Both of Nixon? Nixon. And he did it by executive order. Here you have two of the most important, most confiscatory bureaucracies riddled in failure and fraud in the country, and they weren't made by Congress. They were made by Tricky Dick. Boy, I don't like anybody named Dick. I think it's right there. You know in the what? I was I was making a dollar thirty six an hour when he was president. That was the first job I had, and I was all set to get a raise up to a dollar fifty an hour. And then Nixon comes out with the wage and price freeze. You got I tricky said, dick. What the hell is this? Yeah, you got tricky dicked. That's what happened. So I got stuck with my dollar thirty six for the next six months to a year or whatever until I moved on to a different job. Glenn, that's how it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed. Thank you, brother, for the call. I got a, I got a bunch of calls. I'm right, shocked. Nice to you. Thank you. All right, let's go to a guy I sympathize with. Let's go to a guy right now who's meandering around his neighborhood, and he knows exactly what I mean when I say John Denver lookalikes with open-toed shoes and no toenail polish. Robert in Oak Park. Yes, sir. Thank you for the uh, intro. Thanks. Oh, we just have Heather Mack was just released from the Valley Prison after homicide of, of, of her mother mm-hmm. when you went. Uh, you're probably familiar with the case. Yes, I am. And I, I can't decide which one makes me want to go on one of those Charles Bronson sprees more. Her or that priest who molested it. We don't know how many kids, but did five fracking years and now is out on the north side, that pedophile scum. So I don't know which one I'm more upset right. about. Granted, well, you live with 
but I'm scared to go to Northside. I'm scared to go to the uh, old, old park where I live, my brother. Well, I mean, unless you're a five-year-old boy, I don't think you have anything to worry about. Right, that girl's right, not right. going to chop you up. She killed the mother because she didn't want to split the money. So unless you got right, right. unless you got some money on you, my mother didn't like the boyfriend. Probably uh, for good reason. My, you know. Well, I don't, who knows? I, I here's what I know. Anytime the kid says to their mother, "I think that I'm going to chop you up," it makes the normal "I hate you, give me fifty dollars" look like a dream date. Thank you, Robert, for the call. Right, Stay right. safe. Thank you for thanks for being out there, my brother. Thank you very much, Robert. I appreciate that. Anthony McHenry. Yes, sir, Sean. How are you? Good, brother. I wanted to make one quick comment. Your, your rant about a half hour ago, talking about men not paying attention to politics and what's good for their family yes. instead of guys running around in shorts and sports, yes. uh, it was inspiring. No. And normally, uh, remember I called once a, a while ago and talked about Ajita, and when you talk about Democrats, that's what you give me is Ajita. Nature's healthy trinity. It, and I can't break away. So I'll, I'll get to my point. My point is, I think Donald Trump is the only one that can win the election because it's about winning. It's about getting votes. And like you, I agree that that election was stolen, which means votes were taken away from him. Mm-hmm. So if you assume he got 75 million votes, I don't think it's unreasonable to think he probably got 78 million votes. And now the way Biden is shitting all over himself, you've got to start with the guy that's already got nearly 80 million votes, and we'll annihilate anybody they put up against them. So I, I you know, I mean, there's something to be it. said for that. I, I hope you're right. Here's the thing. I, I want to, I want to win, right? I want to win. And I, I would love it if he were able to be redeemed. I think what happened to him is terrible, but, yeah. but it is, it's terrible. It's, it's infuriating. Here's a guy, you know, a, a friend of mine was talking, <clears throat> We got a bunch of guys that made a lot of money, we know. And we were watching Secession, that show on uh, Showtime at my cigar store. And they were talking about how many kids born of trust funds are scumbags. How many kids are drug addicts. And you look at this guy, and you look at all of his kids. Whether you, you, you might, I'm not suggesting you have to agree with them, Don Jr. or the rest of them. But the reality is, they're all decent kids. So yeah. here's a guy who's a billionaire, legit billionaire. Whether you agree with how he got the money or not is indifferent. And he, yet he, he did something. Whether he hired somebody to, to raise his kids or he hired them. He did a great job. He's, for all intents and purposes, a decent guy. That being said, I'm not suggesting you have to like every character issue no, he has. The measure of a man is, is always about, really, I mean, you can't guarantee how your kids are going to come out. No, but no they're all can. just wonderful Beautiful kid. And you go- and I got to say one other thing I thought about with this Youngkin thing. You know, he came out and he uh, he backed him, but he didn't he didn't force his way onto the scene. I think he showed some restraint. Yeah, and I think given the second time around, you know, I think the guy he may not admit it in front of everybody. You think at eighty he'd grow up? Yeah, but I think he may have grown up a little bit, and he might learn. <sighs> When to push the button and when not. I don't know if I want a 70-some-year-old guy growing, growing, uh, still growing. Sharp. You, yeah, no, I, I get it, but he's sharp. But I want, I want, I want real change, and here's the, thing, here's the thing I want to tell you. I want real change. Thank you, by the way. He did some good things, but he had four years to do some major things. Now, he did some great things. He did, but he could have done more. He could have done more in the areas that are harming us 
right now. All of those executive orders, it would have been nice if you could have made actual law. Because what Joe Biden did, rip them out. Rip them out. Boom, okay, executive order, executive order. And now they're gone. And now we're subjected, we're facing trillions upon trillions and trillions of dollars that will definitely destroy the country. In the meantime, he shut down our economy and then tried to fraud it through pumping $6 trillion in or allowing the Democrats to do it. I understand why he did that. But he shouldn't have never been in that position to have it happen in the first place. He should have resisted. That's it. I don't want to. This isn't like where we got to. We're, we're not related to these people. We don't have an obligation to. The, all right, let's come on back in there and do it again. I want somebody that's going to really do it. I want somebody that's going to challenge those problems we have. Social Security, Obamacare. I want it ripped out by the root. All of it. I also want somebody that's going to reestablish the restraints on government itself. Put the restraints where they belong, on the G, not on me. Ooh, there's a good slogan. Put that on a T-shirt. These are the things I need and the money, honey. What, 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 what the hell are you doing? $800 billion a month? $800 billion a month. It really doesn't matter what you take in. You can't take in enough because the thirst for debt and destruction and power of our government in total, you cannot quench that thirst. Can't do it. So restrain them. Tight spending to actual revenue, not debt. We allowed the government to monetize debt. Wrong. That's the Weimar Republic. Wrong. Let's get back to some damn principles. And unfortunately, I have to say this to you. Donald Trump isn't interested in that. He didn't, isn't interested in that. He wants to just be in charge of it. Sorry, that's the way I feel. A lot of problems there. Don in Bloomingdale. Sean Unplugged, I'm kind of liking it. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. I, I, Notice I I'm not the one swearing for all the people that are going to file digs. Those are all callers swearing. You you can't because you get into a bad habit, and then you're going to get caught, and you're going to lose your exactly. show. So we don't want that. I feel hey, bad, Sean, though. I told to let the cat out of the bag about the kid that I hated at work. And I found out he died. Oh my! I, I, I actually beat the hell out of him too. I hate to admit it. Oh well, yeah, go, <laughs> go to church. Uh, hey, hey, John! I watched the triage last night and turned on other channels and watched what they were saying. That you know, when you go to battle and you beat the daylights out of your enemy and he can't figure out why or how, it's you're going to beat him up again. And 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 last night, all they were saying was racist Trump, racist. That's all they were saying. These are the same people that said the reason Hillary lost was because she was a woman. No, she sucked. Yeah. So, you know, this is what they got. I mean, what you've been saying for months is this is how you do a revolution. You don't pick up guns and go into the street. Right. You beat them at the ballot box. You convince your neighbors that your ideas are better, and then you talk them through it. And this is what this guy did in Virginia, and that's why he won. He turned the state red. I mean, the, ho- the house is all red there. And I heard today that uh, the governor can um, fill vacant seats on the Senate side. There's going to be a couple people uh, retiring, and he could just put them in automatically now, can uh, I, from his part. Now, can I do something that no, most radio hosts will never do, especially those that are not Democrats? Can I, can I tell you things I'm worried about with this youngkin? I, yeah, I know you said his background with, uh, with Carlisle Group. You yeah. Know, you know yeah. about the Carlisle Group? Yes, I do. Carlisle Group, old man Bush. All, yeah, all yeah, the yeah, investors yeah. in the defense company, all of that. 
have bin Laden's invested well, in it? D.C. is riddled with these people. And yeah. then, you know, to your other caller, Trump's not our guy. DeSantis is our guy. Trump had his chance. Four years is a long time, like you said. Yeah. He could have done a lot of things. Well, Betsy Lee DeVos was in charge of the, the, the schools in the United States for four years. Didn't hear a word out of her. Didn't hear a word. You know what I, I – mean, I, 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 originally I loved her, okay? When I first saw her, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. What do we got going on here? And then I listened to her talk. I said, oh, my God, this, this could actually change everything. You could have a federal mandate of school – Choice. Oh. You could break the unions back. She had four years and got on goal. Got on goal. She did nothing. In no, the meantime, you no. find out her brother's the one with Blackwater. That was when well, I said, "Come on, man!" Isn't isn't her family Amway? Isn't that sure? Her well, husband that's, started. That's the husband. Amway? Her her brother. Yeah, well, her brother is the is the is the guy who's got the contract for Blackwater, the first trillion dollar contract with our government. It's her brother. To build houses that they, we bomb later. No, he was yeah. the, that. No, that was Joe Biden's brother. He 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 was the mercenaries. Blackwater was the mercenaries. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it, it, it's it, that was all a problem. You know, the first thing he did was surround himself with a Democrats, b George W. Bush people. I mean, how did you think yeah. that wasn't going to go wrong? He needed yeah. to do that. It's he needed to do. I just watched that movie, American Gangster. What the hell was the guy's name? I can Lucas Frank Lucas. First thing he did okay. when he took over, he brought in his own family. He brought in strangers and outsiders, and that's how he became the kingpin. What I needed Trump yep. to do is bring in actual capitalists. You realize you could fix this sh- stuff. I almost swore, but I didn't. You could <laughs> fix this in months with actual non-political capitalists to come in and say, what the hell is going on? The SEC the group that is supposed to monitor so-called capitalism, oh they are working hand-in-glove. These, poli- these political whore bastards all are making their spouses, their cousins, their idiot brother with a cork on his fork and Thanksgiving worth millions because they're stealing our freaking money. And the yep. SEC's got their thumb in their ass instead of doing something. Instead, they bust strangers who aren't politically clout. It's the old yeah, clout. Yeah, some, some- some day trader in uh, some suburban area whose yeah. poor guy walks into a crab storm and all of a sudden he's got FBI <laughs> yeah. at his door. His brother-in-law yeah. worked for Aetna and he went out the next morning and bought a pharmaceutical company. You go to jail. But the Congress that votes to give the pharmaceutical company $600 billion contract, they just get rich. What the That's hell okay. Going? All right. Yeah, well, you, you know what, Sean? Yeah. You know what? The, how many Democrats today are wondering about their future and how many Republicans I'm thinking of Mitt Romney. I'm thinking about the Never Trumpers. How many of these guys are reevaluating um, not not only their positions, but whether or not they want to be there next year? It's funny you say that. The main reason I wanted this guy, not the main reason, but one of the, the, the reasons I took special joy in Youngkin's win was those Lincoln pedophile, sexual deviant, scourge, scum yep. Republicans. Did yep. you see that uh, that guy that started it? He was a... Uh, What's her name? Not McEnany. What's the other one that Trump worked for? The blonde look like my cousin Angelo. What the hell's her oh. name? Kaylee. Not Kay, no, not Kaylee. Oh, yeah, yeah. The other one. The yeah, other one. Yeah. Uh, her daughter is a is a lunatic that was attacking her on social media, and her husband looks like Wayne Newton, Queen for a day. You know who I'm talking about? I, can't I do, but I don't know the name. God damn it! I got to get Bunny on this. Bunny, Misty, somebody figure out that girl's name. Thank you very much, Don, for the call. Uh, talk right. to you. Thank you. Well, what 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 I loved about it. The hell was uh, Google it? Trump's blonde 
spokesperson early on, not McEnany. Um, her husband, I felt so terrible for that girl, too. I'm, I'm really, a, I just got a mental block right now. Um, Kellyanne Conway, her situation of her daughter going to the social media to, to be a never-Trumper and her Wayne Newton looking queen for a day husband. No offense to you people out there that actually look feminine for no reason. The idea that, that, that this guy started the Lincoln Project, and then you find out they raised millions and millions and hundreds of millions. And then you find out that all of them are pedophiles. All of them. The whole upper echelon. Did you know that? The whole upper echelon. They got all sex scandals with kids, with underage kids. And they're still operational. Are you out of your fracking mind? That's why they backed the Democrat. They backed Terry McAuliffe. They're the ones who put those torch, tiki, scumbags outside the bus. So that's why I don't want this to be straight Republicans right across the board. Because the undercurrent of the Republican Party are those scum. Like Adam Kinzinger. Like the Cheneys. Yeah, that's right. The old man too. Scum. Self-aggrandizing, self-enriching scum. Front-running policies to make billions. How did you think, how did Dick Cheney make money? He was working, I mean, not that, not that you can't do it. You can do it, you know, from going to working on a line to all of a sudden you're the most powerful guy in the country. You ever look at the story of how he became vice president? I want to talk about a corrupt bastard. There's another pig. He can't die fast enough. Oh, I'm sorry, am I supposed to root for him? I don't root for him because I know what he did to my country. I know that the reason we're in this predicament, this Keynesian soiree of fraud, is because George W. Bush and his cohorts broke the rules of capitalism to save it. That's political speech for grab your ankles. You're forever going to get it. All right, am I out of here now? No? I'm like, All right, I can, I'll, I'll go until 9 o'clock. It don't matter to me. But I will tell you, Mr. Callahan, you know, I don't think I like your snide remarks tonight. You better get an attitude adjustment. Okay, go have some coffee. Well, John, exit polls in Virginia uh, show that the economy is top of mind for voters. You know, it comes amid more evidence Americans are starting to sour on the economy a bit because of one thing in particular. How could you start to sour? If you were not sour when oil and gas doubled, you're an idiot. If you were not sour when Obama, you didn't realize Obamacare quintupled your premiums, you're an idiot. Or you're just a Democrat. That sums it up. One quick word. Inflation. I want you to look at these numbers. A new AP poll finds just 35% of Americans now call the national economy good. That's down from 45% in September and similar to the beginning of the year before vaccines were widely available to most Americans. 65% of Americans say the economy is in poor shape. Again, that's a brand. They're not vaccines. They're not. That's why you need to. Did you know they're talking about a fourth shot? Now, did you get the double dose? Okay, you got the double. Now you need the booster. You need the booster. Now, now you need another booster. What's that one called? That's called the super booster. You freaking liars. You freaking scum liars. I'm so proud of that kid, Emma Thompson. Fifth grade, won't wear the mask. I love that kid. That story would only get better. I had a cousin. He's, I don't know whatever happened to him. I haven't seen him in years. His name was Guy. He beat up teachers. I love that guy. He wasn't, you know, dangerous to hang around with. But this guy, a fifth grader, getting intimidated, being intimidated by a teacher in their say, put your mask on. No, I'm not going to put it on. Good for that little Emmett Thompson. By the way, it's my niece, Gia. It's her birthday. Happy birthday, Gia V. 
She's a dolly. And boxing champion. Oh, but she is. She'll kick your ass. She'd give Pritzker the ass kicking he needs. Maybe he could find it if somebody kicked it. Fat bastard. That's why I want this to be Illinois one day, the whole thing to happen in Virginia. And the Democrat mafia is out of Illinois. What are the odds you're ever going to live to hear that? 100 years and counting. Before I get to it, I mean, I, I, I can't believe I didn't get to it. Did you hear about the protest on Wacker? Do you take Wacker home? Or, I mean, uh, uh, Congress? It's called Ida B. Wells now, I think. Did you hear what happened today? Oh, you're going to love this. New at 11, we checked. Traffic is flowing smoothly again off the Eisenhower into Ida B. Wells Drive. Now, this isn't one of my married the badges where there's been a shooting on Ida B. Wells. Six guys are laying there with their brains blown out. Traffic's a bitch. Not this. This is actually a news story. It's after activists shut down the street calling for a pathway to citizenship for undocumented immigrants. You can see the group sitting in the eastbound lanes, creating a really big backup for people getting off the ice. What happens when you give kids welfare? They got all the time in the world. Go sit on their asses. We don't get it. Shut the hell up. Where are, those, where are those old time guys just grabbing by the hair, throw them? Get out of there. You're laying in the middle of the street. I'm going to work, you filthy animals. You see that traffic there. The group was protesting outside the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Office, or ICE. They want Congress to fight for immigration reform and create a way for people to become citizens. I wish there would have been just like some drunk Bernie Sanders supporter in his electric Prius. Just. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Didn't see ya. There would have been a happy ending to this. We, we want uh, the promises that we've been told by people in Congress and people in D.C. to get uh, in citizenship for our people. And, you know, DACA, it's not... What are the odds this guy could do 25 push-ups in a row? Any odds? None. Absolutely not. He's got a miniskirt on, so it'll be a show for the ladies or fellas. I don't know what the hell's going on in this. I guess it's both sides now. Not enough. Uh, you know, work permits is not what we came for. We came for citizenship, and we're not leaving until we get an answer. You got to like this. I came, and I'm not leaving until I get an answer. We should do that for tax cuts. I came here, you son of a bitch, and I'm keeping my money because I'm tired of you taking it and giving 450 to illegal aliens. So I'm, I, I'm holding my imaginary ex. I'm going to stay here until I get my tax cut. I like that. I mean, after all, if it works for citizenship, why shouldn't it work for me to keep my money? Oh, no, no, no. I'm greedy. But this scum who isn't even a citizen who wants 450000 he's virtuous. He's not greedy. I'm greedy. I just want to keep my money. He wants everybody else's money. Welcome to America. All right, I'm out of here. Be back in 21 hours. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.